I'm going to argue with Jason that there's no such thing as a double switcheroo. Eh, Frank's a loser. Lodero. So I officially hate like 94% of Atlanta fans. Guys, I'm going to make you set down your teacups and take your pinky fingers and put them back into the fist that they need to be in because this has gotten far too cordial. I lost to the freaking cat team. Just a whisker. A whisker of a loss. Was that a rational RSL take from Jason? <laughs> hey, I, I, I'm probably the most rational RSL fan. You just got lawyered by a non-lawyer, bro. Hello and welcome to episode 26 of the 2018 MLS Fantasy Insider Podcast, our review of round 25 and preview of round 26. This episode is brought to you by Turf, for when you're too old but don't want to admit it. Uh, Oh, wait, no, no. Um, Actually brought to you by MLSFantasyBoss.com and the fantastic subreddit community of r slash fantasy MLS. I'm your host, Reed Connolly, from MLSFantasyBoss.com, and tonight I'm joined by usual co-host, Mike Denton, but unfortunately, Blaine is out tonight due to some sickness that's going through his family, so we wish him a big get well. Uh, we were also going to have our final special Patreon guest, Matt Galvin, uh, a.k.a. ousted with Assad of Ariolas, which is a fantastic team name, and I was so looking forward to telling him that in-person podcast as close as that can happen. Uh, but pinch hitting tonight, we brought in Tim Shaw from SoccerCaptains.com, go, old reliable fantasy go-to. Uh, thanks for coming in tonight, Tim and Mike. Welcome back. Thanks, guys. How are you doing? Doing well, doing well. I'm doing great. Thanks again for uh, having me on, guys. Yes, yes. The the short the short notice, we very much appreciate it to help uh, while Blaine is on the men, he and Lily and everybody on the men. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, somebody else on the mend. I know, Mike. You were you were having some hurt this week, so we're going to talk about our round twenty five reviews. And I guess I'll just let you go first. Uh, yeah. Um, I, I think you, me, and Blaine had like an awful week. Um, uh, based on our ch- chat ahead of time, uh, I had one eighteen this week. Um, I had Zlatan because I just couldn't imagine with all the injuries that they would really let him rest. Um, because I was like, if they let him rest, they're going to lose like five, nothing. And sure enough, they let him rest and they lost five, nothing. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, and then, him, you know, him getting a three hurt, um, like outside of Lucho Acosta, all of my midfielders, I think posted season lows in both of their games. Kellen Acosta with a total of four Diego Valeri with a total of six. When has that happened? Uh, and then Benny Falhaber with a total of, um, six, um, I also had Valentin in defense, so that didn't work out. Pretty much my only bright spot was I had Fisher um, for DC, and you know he got the two clean sheets. I had Simon, had Miller. I also brought in a single-game week player from Dallas, Pedroso, um, just to try to salvage my team. Um, because also when I saw Colorado's lineup, I transferred out Jackson because I was like, well, I need to make sure I get some – people in this auto route and that didn't work out either so yeah it was just pretty much an utter disaster um although i'm 157th overall is it part of the whole season i think i'm like in the 400s in the um fall season but yeah pretty much a rough week tim i think things went a little bit better for you though just slightly better, you know, considering I had four Orlando City players, probably the first time all season. Um, <laughs> they were all on by, of course. Um, yeah, my lowest player was also <laughs> Zlatan on the bench, but that's really just a function of me 
going to NXT TakeOver in Brooklyn this past weekend and just not paying attention <laughs> to Fasty at all. Awesome time, by the way. So much fun. Um, I, too, captained Lucha Acosta. Um, I had Albert Resnack, who did nothing the entire game until, you know, after the 90th minute. That really came out uh, came out great. But I was very happy with my Steve Brembaum, Laurent Simon picks. Bill Hamid came in clutch for me. Danilo De Silva, same thing. I went with Christian Ramirez on the bench, and that really paid off in spades for me. So I was very happy with that pick. Um, yeah, just uh, just an outstanding week. Uh, probably one of my top ones so far this season. Uh, point of order: I didn't captain Lucho Acosta because that would have been a good move, and I did you not. Did not. Uh, my apologies. <laughs> no, I captained Vela, um, which I mean wasn't bad. You know, of of my bad moves this week, it was probably like pretty low down there, but. Yeah, captaining Lucho Acosta would have been a smart thing to do, and that's why I didn't do it this week. <laughs> uh, no, myself, uh, like Mike, I also got 118 points, which I thought was pretty good for uh, for the week. And then I saw that I went from like round rank 98 or 92nd to 109, and I was like, well, crap, I guess that didn't work out. Uh, and so most of the top players this week were scoring in that 120 to 140, even flirting with the 150 range as well so uh, and just all dependent on if you hit some of those big games that mike was already talking about i lucked out on defense which i'm pretty sure is the only time this season you'll hear me say that uh, i had castillo on my bench which i talked about last week how he had some offensive flair that i was really hoping to take advantage of in that first game which paid off i also had beta shore on my team just hoping to capitalize on some of that defense from lafc and then i had cascante from Portland, just because I figured he was going to get me a price rise with all the past history. And even though things did not really go Portland's way this past round, I still got eight points and $500,000 out of him. So that worked out all around. What did not work out, similar in my midfield, the kind of uh, frustrations that Mike experienced, I had Acosta. His four points, I think, easily comes up to whatever stomach issues he was having in that first game. Uh, Diego Chara got me eight points, which I'm pretty happy for with the the round that Portland had. Benny Failhopper came through a six. Like Mike, not very happy about that. Did get Acosta, Lucho Acosta, so pleased with 22, but I also captain Vela, so want was right there. I went with Vitas on my bench, Mike. I was really hope I had Fisher there for a second, but didn't get to catch that DC lineup because I was busy on Wednesday, so I, I was locked in with him not playing at all. But I did get Legit, and I had Slotin down on my bench as well, so I got 11 points coming off right there for him. Slotin's three, not uh, quite what I wanted. Probably would have made a, a change later on, but I know some of the the scoring was was wonky this week. I've seen a lot of people posting about that. Uh, and that caught me with some of my transfers I would have done as well. But, I mean, I don't know how much more I would have gotten to squeeze in to, to make up there. So for everyone who's asking about the, the prices and scoring this week, I don't know what happened. Clearly something was off, but it's all fixed now. So with hope, it's not going to happen again next week. If it does happen again next week, we'll definitely raise the issue and try to figure out what's going on. But let's just say we've added it to our list of stuff we're definitely going to be mentioning and passing on to talk about going forward into 2019. Uh, so yeah, covered the it's high scores. A long list. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a long list, but you know I think it's okay because I mean we've got a new company. Uh, there are definitely bugs, and I think I'm just going to say 95% of it is definitely justified in in the actual gameplay experience. So I, I don't know for sure, but I think a lot of these things will be addressed going forward um, for 2019. So I hope everyone hangs on through that time. 
but yeah, it was it was a pretty interesting round in general. Fantasy wise, I think a lot of uh, the same things would happen that we would expect to happen from there. So we don't have a huge list of things to talk about. Some surprising things, or at least something I definitely want to point out. Um, LA Galaxy had these two games. We thought they could come away with some good points. They ended up only getting one point out of these games going into their big El Trafico match coming up this weekend. The the Seattle beatdown was unexpected for sure. I was I was laughing at myself because uh, Ship came away with a goal and assist of that game. And last week, Ship was my just like, well, you know what? I'll just throw him in on the bench and just see what happens. He comes up with things every now and then. Just one week off, missed missed out on a ship bonanza right there um but that beat down in seattle i think is easily explained by all of the injuries that happened to la with jds at the beginning of this past round with alessandrini already out um so that's something to definitely keep an eye on as we go into the big l traffic which i know mike will mention in his injury report as we get closer to that time um and uh, we have to also hope that that's why Zlatan was getting rested that he may come back for some big points uh, during the Big El Trafico. Uh, I did not actually get a chance to look up on what was up with Acosta. Mike, did you hear anything about that? I think he just got sick. I, I don't – because, I mean, he played, right? He played in the second, second game. Second game, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, I think he just had like a bug or something. I, I, I didn't hear too much as far as like a real injury. So, uh, I think he just got sick. So unfortunate right there. But he played full 90 in the second game against LAFC. So we have so. to assume he's good. Yeah. Uh, moving on, I want to talk about Philadelphia real quick. I don't know if people are following Philadelphia very closely. They've been kind of back and forth throughout most of the year. Fantasy-wise, they've got some pretty decent options. And Dockel is one of those midfielders to keep an eye on. His price has gone up, but on the right situations, he's been doing a lot of great things for Philly. Mm-hmm. Should see a lot of point rises and has been returning fantasy points, most importantly. Uh, value rises, I think I said point rises, but yeah. He's been a great option, and a game against New England coming up could be pretty juicy, but I'll let, I think Mike's got that game uh, in the previews coming up later in the show. Last week, we teased Montreal with some of the new additions they made that we liked. Didn't really go into depth with those, and so we wanna. I'm going to mention it right now. Uh, they've got Sanga back on the back. Uh, I think he's on the right wing at 5.5, a great budget option that did play last week. They also have Azira coming in from Colorado, 4.2, and he was a great beast of a, a defensive midfielder for Colorado during his time. One of my favorite fantasy pickups at times, especially during a double game week, just for his raw bonus point potential. So keep an eye on him. And then fantasy favorite, MLSFI favorite right now, Quincy Ameriqua up in Montreal, 4.1, playing in that forward position. Don't know how much he's going to play. Hasn't played just yet, but he's been a great forward in the past because he is a guy that people can play off of. So he can generate some of those assists and other bonus points that not many forwards have. Um, Hasn't had a lot of production because he's been injured a lot, but those are three guys at Montreal under the right situations could easily fit into a tight fantasy budget. Uh, last couple of teams are going to mention, uh, sporting Kansas city. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I have to do this. Rubio, Rubio, Rubio. Can we, can we do that? Is that not copywritten? I don't think too much. I'm, I mean, I'm sure it's part of a copyright, but I, I think you can get away with it. I think, I think a little bit of, a little bit of hook going on there. Um, Rubio has been doing great things at sporting <clears throat> Kansas city, helping kickstart their offense. 
pretty good value, so keep an eye on him going forward. And then Nemeth also played in this game, subbed in later in the round, got an assist. So keep an eye on that, maybe him getting more minutes. He did sub in for Rubio, so there could be some battle right there, and you may not be able to have both of those guys at the same time, or it will cut into production. Uh, Godin just mentioned Martinez. He's he's tied the record now. He's on a roll. That was at home against Columbus. So, uh, yeah, just always get him. Always get him. Have to mention him. And in the final game, uh, I want to talk about D.C. That's where a lot, I think, of some stealth points were this past round. What would you guys say? Yeah, I mean, I, I assumed Rooney was going to get um, rotated, which is why I went Zlatan over Rooney. Yeah, I was surprised that they got two clean sheets. And, and I mean, dropping four on Portland, I don't think any of us expected that. Um, I mean, a 2 nothing win against New England, that's not too shocking. But uh, to just roll over what, what had been one of the best teams in the league um, like that, especially one of the best defensive teams, just utterly shocked me. Yeah, I mean, guys, uh, MLS Fantasy Managers, if you go to – you know, your, your page, go to the transfer screen, uh, filter by DC and points last round. You'll see the top four guys combined for a hundred points, right? It's insane. Like they had quite the output. Now, are they for real? I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm a little biased being a Red Bull fan, of course, but you know, they beat down, uh, Portland who had a long road trip and maybe they had an off game. And then, you know, they had a tight one against Orlando, which, you know, Orlando had to deal with a red card and they had, a Sort of a close game against New England, I guess. I mean, I thought they still outplayed New England pretty convincingly, but, you know, had they not given up that late red card, you know, I could have seen New England sneaking away with a point on the road. So I think uh, this weekend's match against the Red Bulls will be their big test to see whether or not they are, in fact, for real. The Atlantic Cup coming up this weekend, indeed. Indeed. Yeah. Can't uh, wait. Yeah. Can't and wait. fireworks on Sunday after the game is going to be awesome. <laughs> Sunday, 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 fireworks. Uh, uh, of course, we had to mention two good players that we te- tweet talked about. I don't know. We mentioned them last week. Uh, Bill Hamid did get two starts for DC United. He's pretty pricey, uh, 6.5, I think, now. But uh, Bill Hamid is there back between the sticks. And then Vitas, as I mentioned before, did not play, though I, I have to think that he's going to make it into that picture at some point and be a bit more than, than just a sub, but but I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens. Definitely keep an eye on the rosters for him. Has some good value potential right there. That's something a little bit that I had to take away from round 25 for people to keep in mind going forward. Guys, anything else you'd like to add about round 25? Or do you just want to forget about it, Mike? I just want to forget about it. <laughs> yeah, let's uh, let's move on, man. Well, great. Uh, let's move into the housekeeping section then. going to give a, a quick shameless plug right now. Got a great lineup of hosts coming up for MLS Fantasy Insider. Uh, we've got Phil Luchford coming up, I believe, next round, uh, just to give some great insight that Phil always has. But we also have uh, the spring season winner. We have a top 10 player coming up, and we've got some uh, insight from – uh, the Portland beat writer Sheba from MLS Female as well. So we've got some great people coming up in the month of September on MLS Fantasy Insider. So tune in and listen to these shows as we're winding down to the season because I think you're going to get a lot of fantasy insight out of them going forward. Off Soapbox, in shameless plug, let's get on with our housekeeping. Games start Wednesday, August 22nd at 7 o'clock p.m., 
around 26. Make sure you have all of your transfers ready to go. It is a small double game week. It's also a double derby week, a double derby double game. That's a pretty good one. Say that five times fast. Uh, we kick things off with the New York Derby. We also have the Atlantic Cup. And then a slew of other little matches going on through there. We have El Trafico that's coming up as well. So lots of fun games coming up this weekend. But it's the New York Red Bulls that get double derby duty right there. I'm having way too much fun with this. That is That sounds like a good time. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. Uh, so, yeah, the Red Bulls are the only team that we have that are on a double game week. This round, uh, one away, one home, so it splits evenly right there. No teams are on a buy. If you're looking for those cheap players to help you with your switcheroos and your autoroos, uh, target Seattle and Portland. They have the last game of the round, so you'll have the most opportunities to respond if you go with those players. Um, Patreon, thank you so much, guys. I'm sorry Matt could not be here to talk about uh, why he donates. Uh, he's got a great team name, for one, and so that's, that's a... a a real fun part of the Patreon league is see how creative you guys get with your team names. Um, but he's been in our host league. He's been a lot of fun to have over the past few years, one of our longtime supporters. So Matt, thank you so much. I'm sorry. Work has been crazy to try to work around to get you on the show a couple times, but we'll, we'll get you on sometime. Uh, thank you so much, everyone who continues to donate. I've got all the boxes ordered now for, for shipping. I just went to the post office and said, Give me everything. I need all these free boxes so I can pack all this stuff and ship it. I'm working on getting that shipped out, and I'm going to get those things to you because I'm not going to let you down. I promise. I promise. If you're interested in knowing more about what Patreon is, it's a way that our listeners can help get back to the show, and they're very patient waiting for me to give back to them in the form of prizes and website tweaks and, and uh, gifts like scarves and pint glasses and stickers. And uh, it's just a nice way to, to be part of this community and help us be able to financially support the show and provide this product for everyone because it is expensive at times to cover the hosting fees and for the website and SoundCloud and, and trying to cover all the prizes that I think makes it more fun to actually participate in. So if you want to know more about what this Patreon thing is, head over to patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash M-L-S-F-I. And now Mike with the injury news. All right. Um, but whenever you said you're going into the to the post office and give me everything you have, I had an image in my head of this being like a deleted scene from Baby Driver when they robbed the post office. <laughs> totally <laughs> non-illegal way. I was like, those free boxes, right. I want them. And when I said I went to the post office and said, give me the, all you have, I meant USPS online and said the maximum you're allowed to like ship to me. That's what I want. So <laughs> way, way okay. less. Decidedly less cool. So but I'm going to push for my version of events event instead. Um, all right. Let's see. Injury stuff. Um, uh, let's see. Vasquez for Atlanta uh, left in a boot. So I don't know um, what his status is. We'll have to find out more about that. Uh, for the New York Derby, the injuries and red cards on both sides. Uh, Callens has a knee injury. He's out for Wednesday. Um, Monterita got a stupid late red card. So he'll be suspended for the game. Uh, Murillo for the Red Bulls also got a red card uh, after a double yellow, and so he is going to be suspended. Uh, I did look at the yellow card situation for the Red Bulls. I don't believe that anybody is going to be uh, on warning for them, so um, that's at least a good thing. You don't have to worry about that. Um, we talked about uh, the injuries. Oh, one more injury for um, New York City is the, the new player, Castellanos. Um, 
he is questionable, I think, with a quad injury. Um, he was supposed to be able to play, uh, but we'll see how true that is. Uh, Quintero for Minnesota is still day-to-day. They were hopeful he would be able to play this weekend, so we'll see uh, if he's able to play against Sporting Kansas City. Um, then the LA Galaxy, uh, Ramon Alessandrini is out, quote, one to two weeks, so since it's the Galaxy, he can make it the two weeks, and I would expect him to miss uh, this coming week. Uh, Giovanni Dos Santos is out two to four weeks. Um, I don't see if they gave us timeline. I'm trying to remember if I saw one or not. Uh, I, I don't have it on my list now or for Chiani and Jonathan Dos Santos, but because it's the Galaxy, usually you can be more cautious, so highly questionable that they uh, end up making it for this week. Um, I think as far as Discipline stuff. Uh, I'm just going to remind people that Yoshi Otun uh, is suspended for this match because of a disco decision following his red card uh, a few weeks ago. And then Higuaida is has to serve uh, his red card suspension uh, that he got against DC United. So uh, two players missing, not the best thing when you're playing Atlanta. And I think that's all that I have. All right. Thank you so much, Mike. I know a few of those will definitely play into considerations for round 26. So let's just jump right into our round 26 preview. Uh, starting out the single lone double game week team, we have New York Red Bulls. Right now we got a Thunderdome between Mike and Tim. Maybe it's going to be good. The last one wasn't so good. I don't know how this one's going to be with some of these injuries. Uh, Tim, let's let you kick things off. New York Red Bulls is first at New York City, and then they travel down for the Atlantic Cup to host D.C. United. Um, what's your take from this? And is BWP going to be a rotation risk? Oh, double derby duty. Yes, I've been waiting for minutes to say that. Minutes. <laughs> it was just <laughs> as fun as it sounded. Ah, can't wait. All right, so Red Bulls, NYCFC, Wednesday night, Yankee Stadium. They're coming off a very long trip back from Vancouver, and they've got another – what, four games in 11 days? I could actually see the Red Bulls maybe resting a couple of guys here. Even though it's a derby game, yeah, I get it. But D.C. at home, got to have those points. So I think we see Bradley Wright Phillips potentially getting a little bit of a break. He'll come in in the 60th minute. You know, Maybe we'll see Kaku get a little bit of a break. We want to see Andreas Ivan get a little run out there. We, we got to get a couple of guys in and get them some minutes because we're going to need them up in Montreal next week. So I could see a little bit of rotation, especially with NYC also being short a couple guys. The guys I, who I do like for the Red Bulls from a fantasy perspective, obviously Louis Robles, you know, he's going to be playing all one. He's going to be playing all 180. That's no doubt. Tyler Adams probably gets uh, a full workload as well. And I mean, he's got an engine that never stops. Yeah, even if he's playing a more defensive role, he's going to pick up the bonus points. So not a bad pick there. I do have Bradley Wright Phillips in my lineup on the bench. Um, and then NXT fans will understand the reference here, but I've also got Aaron Long Bebe. So I am running four Red Bulls. But like I said, you're going to want to – well, actually, I didn't say it yet, but you are going to want to wait until those lineups come out on Wednesday night to see exactly who they're running out there. If they go full strength, hey, maybe Chris Armas is just going to go full strength for these next two games and then give them a break next Wednesday. Um, and if they do, let her rip with Red Bulls players because 
NYC is going to be short a couple of guys, and uh, I think the team is ready to get a little bit of revenge after the last game at Yankee Stadium. Mike, how do you take that? Um, well, I, I, I don't see the Red Bulls rotating. I mean, this is a match for with New York City that's poss- possibly for the Shield, um, and if they want to catch uh, Atlanta and you know definitely get that first round by. Um, this is the most important match they have uh, in those four games in 11 days. So I, I'm, I'm assuming that we're going to see a full lineup. If you any rotation, I suspect it might be at home against DC. But I, I think they do uh, strong lineups for both of the double derby duty uh, games that they have this week. Um, I, I, you know, t- Tim and I were kind of joking. Uh, to me, the biggest question for the Red Bulls, for a fantasy perspective, is who is their penalty taker? Uh, we talked about Callens being out, so New York City will have some backup defenders. We know how much trouble uh, BWP causes for uh, the Pigeons when uh, Red Bulls are really on. Um, but so who who takes those penalties? Uh, because we we talked about the refs. It's going to be Ted Uncle with Mark Geiger as VAR. So there's going to be a penalty somewhere. Oh yeah, um, <laughs> Danny Royer is going to be plugging a few in. Danny Royer is probably going to do uh, just a nice little chip right down the middle. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they're going to take a double der- derby duty all over NYC this week. Is it going to be a big duty? <laughs> a giant duty. Um, not not little pigeon duty, but a giant steaming turd right in the middle of Yankee Stadium. Uh, so so much about the Red Bulls a giant giant steaming turd. So it does make sense. What's to me. going on? <laughs> I, don't I don't know. Yeah, we 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 never know. Um, but anyway, I mean, look, the question for the New York Hudson River Derby. Tip and I talked about this last time when I was in New York. It really just depends on what New York City's lineup. If New York City is practical. New York City can probably get a result. If they play str- compact defensively, try to counter, Rebels have a real problem with that. If New York City tries to play any of the stupid stuff they play, either in try to be a more possessive team or any of the stupid things that Dome has been trotting out the past few weeks, Rebels are going to drop like 5 nothing on them. That's just kind of the way this derby is. It's a weird one fantasy-wise. But since Rebels are on a double game week, like you have to have, absolutely have to have more of them. We so. want seven. We want seven. What kind That's of the thing the Red Bulls want that they don't get, but alas. All right, guys. Well, uh, what are your thoughts? Mike, you kind of gave your wiffle waffle about what you thought the points could be. Tim, what do you think a score might be in this game? Um, I'm going to go a 3-1 Red Bulls victory because I think they are going to – NYC is going to try to do exactly what Mike does not want them to do. All right, well, thank you so much for that. Let's move on to our single game week teams right here, uh, kicking off with Chicago versus Columbus. Um, my general thoughts about this game is that Chicago has been struggling in general, and Columbus uh, kind of hit or miss on the road. They did pretty well at the beginning of the season, a little bit weird. Now, for me, sure, maybe this means that Columbus could do something on the road, I don't like betting against home teams, though, all the time. So there's just too many unexpecteds in this game to really make it a good standout fantasy game with options for me, especially since I think that there are better forwards, better midfielders, and better defender options in other teams for this round. Um, had a question about Merrim. What do we think about him being back? I think it's great for him to be back in Columbus. I think there's definitely a spot 
for him. They've been looking for some of those creative wingers to help out, uh, help out with Higuain if he's injured, to help out with Zardes to give him some more options. And I think Maram uh, has done well with that in the past. He's often been one of my favorite players on Columbus, though sometimes he's hit or miss fantasy-wise, so he may not be that really go-to player that you want um, right now. He did sub in, I believe, last week, so just keep an eye out on lineups if he is a player that you're interested in. I'm not really with that. Score prediction for me in this game, I, I could see it maybe being 1-1, getting a draw right here. Columbus and Chicago have some beef as well. History, I don't. is this technically a derby game or just a, a rivalry game? Oh. Uh, I mean, I think it's a rivalry game right now. I mean, it's. I mean, they keep trying to shove Columbus into one of the rivalries because I mean they're yeah, all just I know, right? Like, Toronto. Like, I feel like it's a it's a forced one. I mean, easy would it be Columbus FC Cincinnati, but we won't go down that rabbit hole. Um, so <laughs> I mean, they'll have good rivals down in Texas when they move. <laughs> uh, oh, we went there, and there it happened. Uh, so fantasy picks for me for this oh. game. Hey, they're selling that. season tickets for 2019 in Columbus. So they're cross. We'll get one. We get one. <laughs> Speaking of Texas, let's move on to Houston versus Dallas, Mike. Yeah, possibly the last edition of the Texas Derby with just the two teams. I guess we'll see if uh, Austin happens. Uh, Fantasy-wise, I think this is a hard pass. Um, we've talked a lot before about Houston's inconsistency, uh, and I don't see a whole lot of for Dallas players to make me want to pick them over either the Red Bulls players who are double game week or some of the better options. So, I mean, if I was going to pick anyone from fantasy, it would be probably one of the Houston players. But, I mean, you can kind of play Russian roulette with which Houston player you think is going to score. Um, you know, for, for me at this point of the season, I'm kind of done with Houston players. I'm just not going to take that risk because I know better options pretty much every week. Um, I could see this as either a draw or a Dallas win. Um, I mean, Houston absolutely blew it last. It's It's been outside of the Open Cup. It's been a brutal month for Houston. Um so, I mean, unless they're just, like, saving it all for this rivalry game to, to keep El Capitan and then try to win the Open Cup, uh, I just don't see a whole lot out of them. So, 2-1 uh, Dallas for me. Tim, Orlando versus Atlanta. What do you think? Whew, this is going to be a spicy one, boys, I got to say. Um, you know, maybe it's because I watched a whole bunch of wrestling this past weekend, but... <laughs> This is – it's not going to be a pretty game, I'll tell you that much. I mean, Orlando's even missing a couple of guys here, to, who, here too. You got you – know, you're missing Higuita. You're missing Yotun. Um, you know, Atlanta's firing on all cylinders right now, and I think Atlanta does win pretty convincingly. But you know what would be interesting? And I, I kind of have a feeling that Orlando's going to come out and score an early goal, like within the first couple of minutes. Stadium's going to go bonkers. But then Atlanta's going to do Atlanta things, and I'm predicting they're going to come away with a 4-2 win. Oh. And probably at least seven yellow cards, maybe a red somewhere in there. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, it got pretty dicey last time around. We'll see if Will Johnson tries some of his shenanigans again. Um, from a fantasy perspective, I'm not touching anybody from Orlando. Um, on the Atlanta side, I mean, Joseph Martinez is in my lineup right now. Um, you could also probably do well with Villalba. You could do well with Amaran. Um, if you're feeling some defenders, I wouldn't personally, but you know, Michael Parkhurst is always a decent shout at bonus points. I think there are better matchups this week, so it's not like I'm going to go and load up on four Atlanta players, but definitely at least one or two, especially on the attacking side. 
I'm going to make a note of this game because I really want to come back for next week and be like, okay, let's see how many yellow cars were there in Atlanta. <laughs> how many did Tim say they were going to be in Atlanta? Yeah. Uh, so, so, and, and Valalba might be hurt. So don't go, don't go with Valalba unless he, he, he gets the clearance. Uh, yeah. The yeah. But okay. So if this was a wrestling match, who, who would it be between? Cause I, whenever you said that, I was like, is this like Rousey versus Bliss, or like what? What do you think? Oh, so I think this is uh, an AJ Styles. You know, he's super talented, super sexy. You know, he's he's got it going on. He's got beautiful, gorgeous hair that my girlfriend is jealous of. And then you've got Samoa Joe, who is just like an ugly, you know, thick. And you know, he doesn't win too often. But I think Samoa <laughs> Joe is probably a very apt comparison for Orlando this week. See, I was gonna go more of like Orlando's like Ellsworth. <laughs> yeah yeah i was i was thinking music. super old school here like i was thinking because i know some orlando fans and they're all kind of crazy and so i was thinking orlando is like the ultimate warrior running around there and and atlanta is uh like andre the giant just sort of like i'm here i'm doing my thing i'm gonna put my head my hand on your head and just keep you right there for a while while you spin around with your tassels <laughs> going out there oh yeah i mean I, I think a great wrestling gimmick would be Sorry, uh, masked wrestler, purple mask, of course, Orlando <laughs> colors, and it's just his his name is Florida Man. <laughs> That's the wrestling gimmick, and he just gets in all kinds of crazy shenanigans. It's going to be great. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that will be an interesting game to watch. Uh, Mike, over under on seven yellows. Ooh, um, I don't know. Can we count like uh, the fans? Like, if we can count like the fans, it'll be way over. Um, I, I'm I'm going to go under. I'm going to go under just because I think Orlando is probably a quitting point this year. I don't think they'll care. I think they'll just let Atlanta roll all over them. We'll hit that back up for round 27. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, moving on. El Trafico, LA Galaxy versus LAFC. Uh, had a question uh, from Reddit saying, is it time to load up on LAFC due to LA Galaxy's injuries? Uh, short answer, uh, yeah. Uh, long answer, what do you mean by load up? Um for me, I think the injuries for LA Galaxy are definitely going to play a big part in this game. I mean, there's going to be there's a lot of tension. This this game has been a great this season to see unfold, um, but there's just so many key pieces missing for the LA Galaxy that even lists Laton out there, uh, and he's very capable of doing almost it seemingly everything on his own. He can't do everything on his own. So uh, I think for this game getting two players from the LA Galaxy, if you really like it, uh, is definitely a reasonable pickup. I'm considering that right now. Uh, I I wouldn't count LA Galaxy 100% out on this one. I don't think I would drop the money on Zlatan just because of his price. Maybe someone like Legette, who did some good things, got some good production last week, fantasy-wise, pretty reasonable value. Could be a guy on your bench who could come in, uh, but I would not go more than really one player for LA Galaxy this round. And I, I could see two LAFC players. Uh, for me, the go-to options are, of course, you've got uh, Vela and Rossi. They are definitely more expensive. Uh, if you want to go back into the midfield area, you've got both Benny and Wynn. Wynn has had uh, a bit more recent success that you could try to rely on. And, of course, Benny has some of the, the history uh, doing pretty well for him right there. If you want to go with the new guy over at LA and save some money, you got Christian Ramirez had a good week this past round for LAFC 
8.7. That's probably what I'd be looking at if you want to double up with LAFC is Ramirez plus a midfielder. Uh, score prediction for me, I think LAFC is going to win just because of the injuries, and I'm going to call this a 3-1 victory for LAFC because somehow the Galaxy are just going to score probably through some magic with Slatan and three because the Galaxy don't keep clean sheets. Moving on, Philadelphia versus New England. Talked about it up top. Uh, Mike, tell us about this game. And then we had a Reddit question. Uh, I changed it just to make it a bit more interesting, I thought. Um, how much do you like this game on a scale of 1 to 10 for picking Philly players? Uh, for picking Philly players, I, I think it's pretty good. Um, I, I would give about a 6. Um, I mean, New England is on uh, – a collapse, you know, I think they've lost what five straight or haven't won in five. Um, yeah. Cause they drew against uh, Orlando. Um, my, my kind of hesitation with Philly is just their own inconsistency and, and their own getting in their way. Uh, I mean, they probably could have scored a few more, uh, had they been a little bit more clinical against New York city. Uh, but we talked about Doshal, um, and, and how well he's done. Uh, Burke, I think has been a pretty consistent, um, not as you know high as Martinez or someone like that, obviously, but a pretty good kind of second tier forward. Um, so I think those are some pretty good uh, options. And then uh, even in defense, um, with New England struggles, uh, I think maybe you could get a you know a kind of cheap clean sheet shot or Otteru, uh out of Philly. So I kind of see this as like a two nothing or two one win um, for Philly. Um, I don't think it's like one of the greatest games this week. Um, I, I think Atlanta Orlando is a little better. Um, I like LAFC uh, too. Um, and then one of the ones that we're about to talk about. So um, it's not like the greatest game for me, but uh, I think it's certainly one where you Philly players are someone or people you considering this week. Okay, Tim Toronto versus Montreal. Uh, it's going to be a good one, guys. Uh, Toronto somehow still in the playoff hunt. I mean, they haven't been in terrible form lately, right? They've got two wins and two draws in the last six. And, I mean, considering that's basically one-third of their win and draw total <laughs> so far this season, not, not terrible. Um, and Montreal is exactly the team that they need to beat to make a real strong push for the sixth seed in the playoffs here. Um you know, as far as fantasy goes, I mean, yeah, you've got a couple of options here. I mean, what Sebastian Javanko, you know, he's his name's always going to be in contention now at 12 million, maybe not, but um, you know, he, he's an option if you want to get a little crazy and maybe try and have a differential pick. You know, Victor Vasquez is still good, Michael Bradley's good for good bonus points, but again, really expensive guys for a pretty tough matchup. Um, on the Montreal side, I mean, you've got Tater. You've got. It's also great that it, I, I say Tater like potato. It's. I, don't know. <laughs> I, I like to call him Tater Tot it's, sometimes. It's just you know? part of being on this podcast. Yeah, like when I'm in the car by myself, <laughs> I'm just like, oh, Tater Tot and Piotti having a good time. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, I have to say, I was on Extra Time Radio, and I heard one of their guests. Uh, it it uh, I forget who it was, but um, said said David Villa or David, David Villa, David Villa is what he said. And I was like, see, other people do it too. David, David Villa. Ugh, that <laughs> makes me cringe. Um, yeah, that's, that's what his friends call him. We, we, call, we can call him Dave. <laughs> friends call him Brad. Friends call him Brad. Hey, you know, <laughs> I, uh, I, I've seen him 
call himself Brad. You know, it's it's a good time. Uh, social media is a wonderful thing. Anyway, sorry. I don't feel like uh, David V has called himself Brad. That would be kind of weird. Uh, I mean, there have been a couple <laughs> of games where he's been whooped on so badly that he doesn't even know who he is anymore. So, um, all right. Back to Jesus. All right, back to the uh, this Canada showdown up north, Great White North. Um, frankly, I mean, I don't have anybody in my lineup here, but the names I mentioned, yeah, you might be able to go with them. But you know, I'm a much bigger fan of New York SKC this week. Um, prediction for a score, I think it's a two to two draw. I think Toronto has a little bit of a setback here and starts to fall further down into that. Just missing the playoffs hole, unfortunately. Sorry, older goaler. <laughs> okay, next game, Sporting Kansas City versus Minnesota. And I'm going to start out this game with an apology to Sporting Kansas City fans and MLS fans in general. Uh, for some reason in my head, I just have it that Sporting Kansas City plays in the East. And I mentioned that a week or two ago, talking about I think it was maybe Seattle or someone making a double, a double trip. And I talked about games that mattered. Um, but Sporting Kansas City is in the West, and I always, for some reason, think they are in the East, and I don't know why. I, mm. I honestly do, but uh, uh, Sporting Kansas City weast. is in the West. What? Uh, east? I thought you said Weast. Weast? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> in the Weast. Uh, <laughs> sorry. that's I don't know what's happened tonight, guys, but um, yeah. We're going to have to cut uh, all this. <laughs> we'll, we'll change it. It's round 26. We're at that point of the season. Where we're just like, <laughs> One hundred emoji, double derby. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, no. Sporting Kansas City definitely in the West, second in the West, and I like them this round. They've put together a nice little run of offensive point productions over the past few games. Uh, just to give you an idea, they have an average of about two goals per game over their last six games. That's home and away. If you just look at the home games. Uh, it's about three goals over the last five games. Why didn't I go last six games? Because that sixth game, I don't think they got any goals. So just looking at those five games, about three goals a game over those past home game productions. That's pretty good from a team that's been struggling, especially at the beginning of the year. Super impressed with Rubio. As of late, uh, he's gotten lots of production during this time. But as I mentioned back at the top, Nemeth did come in for him uh, later in this past game they played. I think it was in the 70-somethingth minute. So that could be Nemeth making back into the starting lineup, challenging for points. With Rubio's production, you may still see him, though, in this game. They're playing Minnesota, and they've tended to average conceding about three goals per game when they're on the road. So I think Sporting Kansas City has another great shot at getting goals this week, and I like several of their players. Uh, score prediction for me, uh, I'm going to call this one a 2 nothing for Sporting Kansas City. If you have the cash, and I know some of you do right now, I'm up to 111 myself. I know some people have more than that. You may go with a Sporting Kansas City defender. Both Zussi and Beasley did fantastic last week, but they're both so expensive that I'm not sure – I can go with that. Maybe I can swing someone like Seth Sinovic if you want to get a cheap defender. Just keep an eye out for the starting lineups to make sure these guys are playing. Uh, other good value options that Sporting Kansas City has that have been producing. Rubio is a good option right there. Shallowy is also another good option for the midfield. He's been doing some good production. If you want to go a little bit higher, I believe it's $10 million at this point. Ilya is one you can go for. He's had great production over his three and five game 
uh, averages. So he, besides getting fantasy points, he's got a great shot of also being a value rise for you if you're still going for that. And frankly, at this time, if you're over, I'd say 110, 115 million, you can probably definitely start making that transition away from the value and more into uh, the point gains, though it's pretty easy at this point once you have that budget to kind of do a hybrid between those two systems. Mike, now let's go on to Colorado versus Real Salt Lake. Yeah, Colorado, since they've gotten Kellen Acosta, has been pretty decent. I mean, even though they didn't win um, this past round, uh, I think they looked pretty good. Um, they were a f- few shots away from tying it against LAFC and could have easily gotten a draw out of that one too, which I think would have been a, an impressive week for them. Um, RSL really struggled against Houston. I mean, I know they got a chances and they probably should have won for nothing, but the fact that they didn't left it late um, concerns me. I, I still don't trust them on the road. So for fantasy-wise, I'm not really taking either of the players. Um, I mean, maybe Kellen Acosta if you want a kind of a cheap differential, uh, although he's had some more price rises. It doesn't make him as good of a value as he's been in weeks past. Um, that, you know, Jackson also scored, so he's a pretty cheap forward to kind of slot in there because I, I think he's going to get a price rise as long as he plays uh, because he got that goal. Because, you know, if you're if you're a sub and you get a goal, you pretty much get a price rise for as long as that stays in your, uh, you know, three to five game window. So that's about it. I don't know if I would trust RSL on the road. Um, Plot has been kind of dealing with some nagging um, injuries where he's he hasn't started. He didn't start Wednesday. I think he started uh, on Saturday. Um, Rusnak has traditionally been bad on the road, uh, and he would have been bad uh, this past week in Houston if he didn't get the two goals. So I think in general there are better matchups this week, but um, those are kind of the players I would look at uh, basically just to kind of fill out your roster. It is the Rocky Mountain Cup, so there you never know. Yeah, what- and you're, that's a kind of a nasty one, so you're going to get a few yellows in there too. Tim, San Jose versus Vancouver. I don't think there's any history with this one. <laughs> there's a little history lesson for the uh, long-time listeners by the way i just want to say if uh, if jay does ever come back for a podcast i need to be on it i do Done. excellent thank you all right so um you know for this match i would have picked kendall waston because he's good for one brace each half of the season unfortunately that happened last week against the red bulls <laughs> so i don't really have anybody for this match i mean Maybe Alfonso Davies, but at ten point five million on the road against a San Jose team who is a little bit of dumpster fire. But I mean, uh, you, you just there's so many better options for you on the back line. So I don't have anything for anybody from a fantasy perspective um, in terms of the score. I say a one-one draw. Um, I don't know if anybody wants to stay awake for it. Uh, if so, you know, don't at me with the score because frankly, I don't care about this game. <laughs> Uh, then, Mike, let's finish things up. In in this big rivalry derby weekend, we have to have a Cascadia Cup, and we finish it up with Portland versus Seattle. Yeah, and this is always a hard one for fantasy people to pick because you never quite know what you're going to get. Um, this one's always hard. I, I kind of feel like this is like a 1-1 with like a late Clint Dempsey goal to win it. It just kind of has that feel to me. Um but, I mean, I think this will be really good. I think this will be a much better test of Seattle with Rui, Rui Diaz um, than we've really seen to see how Portland um, can really handle one of the better teams because I think in most of their run, they've been kind of abusing the bad teams. I mean, they, they abused New York City too, but maybe we're a bad team too. So um, 
I, I don't know as far as fantasy. I mean, Valeri's been pretty good uh, at home, um, but Seattle's pretty decent on defense um, and has been lately. So I don't love a whole lot, but I, I could see you going Valeri at home. Um, I can. I, I don't think I would go Ladero because he's uh, on the road at at, at Portland. Um, same with Rui, Rui Diaz. So I think Valeri is probably the only player I would pick up um, from this game, just in kind of a hopes that a home, you know, he gets the home cooking. But um, yeah, so I, I think I feel like this is like a two-one Seattle win. I don't know why, but it's just like have that nagging. Clint Dempsey comes off the bench in his last Cascadia Cup match and just like knocks <laughs> one out. I don't know. <laughs> Does deuce things. Does deuce things, rides off to the sunset. You know, he kicks the winning goal, runs over the ref, takes his notebook, shreds it up, and then just leaves MLS. Yes, no, that would <laughs> <laughs> does the deuce face and then just turns around and walks off to it. Yeah, does the deuce face, takes the notebook, goes on the log, like puts the notebook on the log, like you know, chainsaws through it's it. the chainsaw. <laughs> <laughs> All the Portland fans rally behind him. It's, it's a fantastic time. Wow. If he does a chainsaw to VAR too, you know, <laughs> the VAR team. Guys, I just want to point out, like, also mentioning Deuce and Log, like, this podcast is filled with way too much poop innuendo. Just throwing it out there. Uh, <laughs> I don't I don't know. This or maybe we finally hit our stride. Maybe we finally reached our potential. There it is. <laughs> we've, either, we've either hit our I stride mean, or jumped the We've shark. got poop. We've got wrestling. We've got, you know, hook references. It's just, it's a great week. <laughs> So we're either Atlanta United or San Jose is what you're saying in terms of togetherness and and cohesiveness. I love it. I think or this maybe is just we're both. During we're this just kind of MLS. Rivalry. We have we have the greatness and the, the poop all together. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> Hashtag because MLS. Oh my gosh! Wow, uh, little kids listening to this show, we're going to be cracking up. You guys are are on fire tonight. Uh, thanks for those game breakdowns. We do it for I the guess. little kids. Uh, you know, for kids. Um, for, for older goalers league. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. Uh, moving on to the player picks. Let's start with keepers, Mike. Oh, all right. I actually have to pull this back up. Um, oh, I mean, I have Robles. I mean, I think that's pretty much who everyone has to has this, have this week. Yeah. I mean, the Red Bulls play on Sunday night at seven and Portland Seattle's the only game after that. I mean, it's, the way finances are at this point, it's going to be pretty tough to slide either keeper from that last game in. So I've just got Robles and a uh, and a placeholder. Robles and forget, of course. Yeah. Uh, defenders, Tim. So I've got Aaron Long, Bebe on the bench, and then in my lineup, I've got Matt Beasler, Jack Elliott, and uh, Keegan Rosenberry. Mike. Uh, I've got Parker and Sinovich uh, on the field, and then I have um, Jack Elias, Elliot and uh, Ibiega on um, on auto route. Midfielders, Mike. Uh, I have Tyler Adams, um, Miguel Almiron, uh, and then I, I have a, a Jeffrey in as a placeholder with uh, Legette coming off the bench. And I also have Salui in there. Uh, I'm not sure I'm really happy with that right now, but – uh, I made my picks on my mobile, and it's so hard to use mobile. So I, I may change that when I kind of find out someone better at that price range. But, Does Tajori uh, interest you at all? Um, I, I would have to think about it, but I, I I don't know how. I mean, if he starts, he would be interesting, but um, 
I, I, I could see that. I, I could see that. Because I, I, I would suspect if you see Tajori, it would be Tajori on one side, and I, I'm assuming Rodney Wallace is going to get the start. If Rodney Wallace doesn't get the start, then, oh, boy. Because um, that means he's probably doing something stupid. But um, I, I could see Tajori. All right. Tim, midfield. Yeah, I mean, I'm a big Philly and SKC and Red Bulls guy this week, so I've got Tyler Adams, I've got Dogecoin, and I've got – I'm a member of the Goody gang once again. Felipe Gutierrez in the midfield. And then I also have Daniel Shallowy. I have him on my bench. But, uh, you know, like Mike, I'm going to have to think long and hard about that one. Hey, forwards, Tim. Big Daddy Brad is on my bench, of course. You know, we're, we're close. Call him Brad. No big deal. Um, Diego Rubio up top, although I still feel like him and Peter Vermees are frenemies. So <laughs> I'm still not confident that, you know, he's even going to start. Um, and then I've got Joseph Martinez. He's my only non-New York Philly SKC player in my lineup. Mike, uh, I have the same three. Um, I also share uh, Tim's concerns about Rubio. Um, I was actually trying to figure out if I could get in maybe Ramirez instead of Rubio. Um, yeah, that's kind of where I am on that. You have a backup for Rubio, Tim? Not at the moment. I'd probably end up bringing a midfielder and throwing a scrub forward in if I don't have Rubio. That works. Captains, Mike. Uh, I got it on Brad. So right now I've got it on Dogecoin, um, but if Brad is in the starting lineup, I'm going to bring him into the – if he's in the starting lineup on Wednesday night, I'm going to bring him into my main lineup and give it to him. Uh, Tim, clean sheet picks. Um, I mean, just – by sheer volume, I've got the Red Bulls. Um, I like Philly. Uh, I like SKC. And actually, I don't hate San Jose. I mean, maybe you grab Harold Cummings. That, that's that's really it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I pretty much agree with those two. I mean, like I've said, if New York City does play more defensively, I could see them getting a clean sheet um, at home. But, um, I mean, I think Red Bulls at home uh, against D.C. Is, is a pretty good chance. Um, Philly and then SKC, I think, are your best shots. All right, guys, thank you so much for those player picks and maybe for those game reviews. Uh, thank you. Thank you for all that information. I hope everyone listening finds it helpful when they're setting up their lineups for this round 26 uh, double duty, double, double derby duty, double game week. There we go, right there. Um, and all the great rivalry action that we have this time. Uh, moving on to our community time, a quick recap of the hosts. Invitational League that we have. Uh, sitting in at the top spot, Kyle McElhenney from MLS Fantasy Boss with a 3-0-0. I think he was number one overall for a little bit this week until the point correction came in. So he's got a nice, comfortable point differential lead right now, I think, thanks to an inactive player. Uh, and then uh, MLS Fantasy Stats comes in at second right there. And then I am third um, with a nice little point differential. And then the last two people on our list that are all tied for first place at uh, 3 0 we've got uh, Matt Pollard, who's also going to be uh, with the sh with us next month on the show uh, at the 3 0 And then Phil Luchford as the fifth player that is still undefeated in this season in the Host Invitational League. It was a pretty viciously uh, game last week. I looked at one point and saw that I was just – a few points ahead of Andrew Wiebe, and I was like, excuse me, this cannot happen. What What does this world come to? Andrew Wiebe has set his lineup. 
Uh, fortunately, I did beat Andrew Weedy <laughs> 118 to 102 and avoided embarrassment there and got to use a pretty nice GIF at the same time. And then I saw the rest of the scores, like I mentioned before, and was like, holy cow. Uh, Jason, our friend Jay, tops the week with a score of 149 points. He took down Ben Bear, uh, his measly 134 that week right there. Uh, quick recap through here. Tim had a great win, 145 uh, to 117 over Santa Fe Calientes right there. Older goaler keeps going well. He beat our good friend Matt that wasn't able to join us this week, 125 to 113. Uh, Mike, you, you played a dead team, so congrats for your point differential right there. Uh, yeah. Congrats <laughs> Blaine, to Tim on the point differential. Lane lost to It's a Trap, SC 103 to 117. And then finally, our uh, spring season winner of the head-to-head, -head, Ivan the Terrible from Fantasy Football 24-7, lost pretty handily to Phil, uh, who was 150 points right there. We'll be on the show next week to talk about his strategy. So a uh, great time. Hope people are having fun in the head-to-heads. Sorry to people who may be having some dead players in their leagues at this time of the season, but kick those guys out, find some people to come in, um, have some fun, or just kick those guys in the butt and make them come back and start playing because head-to-head -head is all kinds of fun. Hands down, my favorite part of the fantasy game. That's all that we have for the show this week. Uh, thank you guys so much for coming out tonight. Tim, anything you want to plug? Just the usual. Check me out on uh, at SoccerCaptains.com and SoccerCaptains on Twitter and Facebook. Mike? Uh, at MLS Injury News, um, I really do need y'all to like let me know when injuries are happening. It's such a big help to me um, because otherwise I – probably don't have the time to do this. So if y'all can, when y'all see something, say something, and that way I can get it out to everyone, everyone of y'all. You either let Mike know or you got to donate more on Patreon so Mike doesn't have to go to this thing called work. <laughs> yeah, if y'all want to do that, that would be great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as for myself, I'm going to say one more time, uh, Blaine, get well soon. I uh, hope everything in your family is, is feeling better. And you can check out everything that I have and all the contributors from MLSFantasyBoss.com over at MLSFantasyBoss.com for the charts and XG numbers and captain picks that we have. Uh, lots of good stuff will be coming out before Wednesday this week. Uh, my article will be back on MLSSoccer.com this week for my player picks coming into round 26. And uh, check out r slash fantasy MLS over at Reddit because there's all kinds of good conversation. Rate my teams, questions, rant threads, anything you want to post, go there, contribute, become part of that community. It is a blast. So check it out, get involved, and good luck. <laughs>